0: VAC leader David Seymour. Morning, David. Good morning, John. How often does a politician like you get someone apologising to them?
1: Um, You know, it's a funny thing. I've had a few people over the years say, You knocked on my door in 2014, I was really rude to you, and um, I'm so sorry, and I think you're doing great now. So (laughs) that's been a a sort of an unexpected thing, but it's not that frequent, to be honest.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to do so. I'm going to make your day, because I'm going to kick off with an apology to you. Um, okay. I said the other week on our program that I thought that and I'll use the word I used and you might think oh jeepers I said you were spineless because you weren't going out and talking to the protesters and then a week later what do you do? You go out and talk to the protesters so I just want to um, if not apologise for that retract that is that acceptable to you?
1: Oh, look, to be honest, I I didn't know you'd said it, but now that I do know and you've retracted it, we'll call it even.
0: You need to tune in more often, I think. What is the solution then, as far as you're concerned to what's going on outside your workplace?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. One is that the police tactically have to keep doing their job, and I think that they are doing uh, the best they can after a pretty faulty start, and they need to know what their priorities are. Their priorities have got to be protecting people who live in the vicinity... Uh, people who are trying to do business in the vicinity, so that those people aren't affected. And I'm hearing from people who are in apartments nearby, uh, who basically feel they're in their own special kind of lockdown, too afraid to go out. So, police need to do that job tactically, move the perimeters, in, and and uh, take back control of the streets for law-abiding people.
0: What's your assessment? Number how two... how would you? Or oh, number two, yeah.
1: Oh, number two is that. While most people have little sympathy for the protest and particularly some of the more egregious actions of the protest, there is a lot of sympathy for the wider cause. Uh, The rules we made for Delta no longer make sense for Omicron. We have a mishmash of restrictions stacking up. We just want to move on and get control of our lives back and only have rules that actually will make a difference to Omicron, which is very few of what we're currently required to do. And that political problem has to be solved, not for the protest but for the other 4.99 million who do actually deserve a proper debate about our COVID response and making it appropriate for how Omicron. Can, okay, not, but not how, how, how can you, control.
0: how can David, how can you say that when we had research out this week, which found that about 50% of people support the current red traffic light setting and 24% want wanted even tighter restrictions. So who are you talking on behalf of?
1: Well, 25% of New Zealand is pretty significant, Uh, and particularly when it's those 25% who are in danger of having their businesses lost, uh, who are in danger of missing out on medical procedures uh, when they are separated from their families and when there's no logic. So it may be that 75% of New Zealand want the same or tighter restrictions, but I would just ask, do they have the right uh, to stop people seeing their families when there's no reasonable justification to keep those borders closed when the reality is soon there'll be so many domestic COVID cases in New Zealand, the rest of the world will wonder why we're trying to keep them out.
0: Do you believe the occupiers when they say that they would go if the mandates were dropped? Do you believe that?
1: Uh, Yes and no. Yes, because some of them would and no, because I think others wouldn't. And that's the problem with this process that's emerged in the last couple of days. Uh, when I went and spoke to some of the intermediaries, they were getting organised and it seemed that they had control and they'd be there for a long time and the behaviour would improve. I think in the last couple of days within the protests, uh, the people who were reasonable seem to have lost control. The hardliners have gained it uh, and that's why the situation is, is very fluid and it's hard to answer that question on their behalf um, because there's different answers for for different protesters.
0: I see the Prime Minister has accused the leader of the National Party of getting dangerously close to showing support for the protesters. That would mean then that by going to speak with them, you could be accused of the same thing, if not more.
1: Well, I guess what it shows us is that at the end of the day, the Prime Minister of kindness and sweetness and light is just like any other politician. Uh, She doesn't want to have a debate about her own COVID response, which is well overdue, and her politics is, well, if you want to have that debate, uh, then you must be like the protesters, and you must be like the worst elements of the protest. I think a more mature response would be, yes, Hold on, hold
0: on a second, right. hold on. You're likening the Prime Minister to what, or who?
1: To any other cynical politician who uses rhetoric to try and suppress debate about her own policies.
0: Can we just touch on comments made by the National Party leader that the current government is the most divisive government in recent memory? Do you share that opinion or that assessment?
1: Well, I do, but I, I hate to, <laughs> to um, politicise it. But, you know, all of last year uh, I travelled the country saying that this, country, this government is dividing people and dividing wealth and we need to unite New Zealanders behind good ideas so we can create wealth and go forward together. And uh, so I think Chris Luxon's right. I, I couldn't not think it, having said it all the last year. Uh, we have a government that, for example, uh, wants to help first home buyers, but they do it by putting additional taxes on landlords. What they don't realise is that the more pressure you put on landlords, the fewer places there are to rent, the higher rent goes, and the less money our first home buyers have to save for a deposit. They do this all the time because they like putting wedges between people. Landlords bad, tenants good. What they don't realise is that between farmers and, and, and consumers, between landlords and tenants, between um, employers and employees, actually there's a whole lot of symbiotic win-win relationships. And the government's bureaucracy continues uh, to attack one side, inadvertently hurting the side they thought they were helping. So, yes, they're divisive. And that's before you get to this idea... That we should divide our country into Tangata Tiriti here by right, or sorry, Tangata whenua here by right, and Tangata Tiriti um, who are here just lucky to be here. By the sound of it, is
0: it the most divisive?
1: Well, I would say that it's a, a very divisive government. I would argue that um, that the national government between 1975 and '84 under Muldoon uh, was probably actually worse, but I can understand why. Uh, Chris Luxon might not want to say that.